0: Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. So folks, I'm sure you've heard about the people who are known as collectors or hoarders. And uh, those are just a few of the nicer terms for them. They can be dumpster divers, or yard sale aficionados, or maybe even a member of that famous species known as Pacraticus americanus. Whatever you call them, you've probably known at least two or three of them in your lifetime. Or maybe you yourself even have some latent tendencies, if you're really honest about it. I know I have that inherited genetic quality. I got it from my old man, who is the king of the collectors. Part of this condition, I suspect, may have come from growing up in the years around World War II. That's when the whole country experienced rationing, on a level we've never known before, or ever since. My old man and his buddies, as a result of this time of rationing, used to find all sorts of hidden treasures in the garbage cans and back alleys of Bayonne, New Jersey, and then squirrel them away, figuring that someday, someday, they might just come in handy for something. Like a project he was working on, or a a repair job, or whatever. Now Back in those days, since families were much larger, and in those overcrowded apartments and tenement houses they lived in, there wasn't much space to call your own, so you're a little limited in what you could stash away. Ah, but once he and my mother moved out to Linden, New Jersey, he now had a whole basement and a giant unfinished attic to store away those priceless works of pack rat productivity. Only in our case, most of the stuff wound up in what we called... The 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 Cellar! He collected random stuff and assorted raw materials like other people collect stamps, rare coins, vintage wine bottles, beanie babies, or souvenir silver spoons. And this habit persisted throughout his entire adult life, even into his senior years, when scouting out... Local yard sales and garage sales became his main obsession, his reason for being. Wow. People who grew up in the 1940s might remember a radio show called Fibber McGee and Molly. Well, Fibber McGee became known for his famous closet, which thanks to some really ingenious sound effects, sounded like a bottomless pit of personal trash. Well, my old man's collection never got to that point, thankfully, but it was certainly impressive to say the least. He had parts of old pianos, an old phonograph player, a variety of rolls of mismatched wallpaper, old voltmeters and other airplane cockpit meters, dozens of gallon cans of half-used house paint, discarded heaters and World War II vintage electric fans, replacement light bulbs for every appliance imaginable, a large number of electric plugs and switches, you name it, he had it. Many of the smaller things, like collections of random nuts and bolts, nails, screws, washers, gears, springs, etc., were stored rather neatly in little recycled baby food jars, coffee cans, and cigar boxes, occupying a few overflowing shelves in his workshop other things like cast-off pieces of wood and lumber from past home improvement projects took up more space in other corners of the 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 cellar and then there were the tools hundreds and hundreds of them large and small and very often he had duplicates or even triplicates of them so if one hammer or saw blade wasn't exactly what he wanted there were plenty of other spares to choose from and the amazing thing is When he ran out of room for all these treasures, he started putting hooks in the ceiling. Big hooks, small hooks, hooks of all sizes and shapes. So now navigating through that area around his workbench became an adventure in itself. With all the tools, spare parts, and sharp objects dangling from the ceiling, it was like fighting your way through the Amazon jungle being careful not to get caught up in hanging vines or tripping over the dense overgrowth. Yes, it was definitely one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, that cellar of his. And my poor mother had to venture in there ever so often during the winter time, so that she could hang up the laundry on some clotheslines that ran right through that fearsome hardware jungle. But you know what? Despite what seemed to be utter chaos, in the way it appeared to an outsider visiting that treasure trove for the first time, my old man, strangely enough, knew exactly where everything was. He had a place for everything, and everything was in its place, no matter how out of reach or inaccessible it might appear to be. If you went to him and said, uh, Dad, I, I need a three-pronged blivet for my science class, he think about it for a minute. Shuffle around to some remote corner of the cellar, cellar. cellar. pull out a dusty cardboard box, root around in what seemed like a bottomless pit of random objects, and eventually pull out the exact item that you were looking for. Aha! The famous three-pronged blivet! I knew I had one of these! I've been saving it up for a special occasion! Well, well... Well, as they say, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So when I got older and had a home of my own, I began stashing away parts and pieces and random materials in my own cellar. I even had a small version of my old man's workbench, a tiny fold-up Black & Decker workmate where I could clamp things down and saw off a piece of wood and finish off home improvement projects like a real pro. I didn't quite have the finesse the old man did, though with all his baby food jars and coffee cans and cigar boxes filled with random objects. But I did have my steel shelving units and sometimes even sharp objects hanging from hooks on the ceiling. But all that came to a tragic end one day, thanks to the intervention of none other than Mother Nature. I've been proudly following in the footsteps of my old man, Saving random objects, because they might come in handy someday. In addition to a variety of tools and materials, they also had boxes and boxes of personal records, old papers and files, books, you name it. All stored in a very vulnerable place, right there on the basement floor. And the house we were living in at the time, unbeknownst to us, had already suffered serious flood damage from some major storms in previous years. Who knows whether it was a hurricane or a snowstorm from long ago, that didn't matter. The barriers had already been breached. And if we had really been paying attention, we might have noticed the watermarks on the walls of the basement. But we didn't. Are you crazy? So one day after a particularly bad rainy period, that seemed to last for a day or two, we just happened to go down into the basement to get something from one of the file boxes. To our great surprise, we discovered that there was about an inch or two of water on the floor, just enough to have saturated the bottoms of all the cardboard boxes that had been sitting directly on the concrete. oh. Looking inside the boxes, we found that this meant that all the paper inside was also waterlogged. And whatever metal tools or raw materials were in the boxes, They, too, had absorbed enough moisture from the past two days to begin the process of rusting or disintegrating beyond repair. I can't believe you did that! Why, oh why hadn't we even thought of putting all those boxes up on shelves? Or at the very least on the top of bricks or cinder blocks to prevent moisture from seeping in? Yeah, why didn't you? Well, that will remain a mystery for the ages. We were probably in too big of a hurry to move in and didn't stop to take some normal precautions. I told you so! And that, my friends, is the tale of our own unfortunate experience with collecting. If you don't have a decent place to keep all your collections, you might wind up collecting a lot more than you think. Like mold, mildew, rust, creeping crud, or maybe even bilge water and barnacles! Now. As to the old man's collection, that, my friends, is a never-ending saga that continues to this very day. It was so big, so much bigger than any of us. And so, we're still continuing to ponder the ultimate disposition of all those priceless treasures of the underworld. That is, if we can ever get this darn closet open... (laughs) You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on Buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.